Welcome to Victory Christian Center's audio podcast. We hope this message encourages you, and we look forward to connecting with you on social media or FCCFMD.com. The opportunity to just come out here and hang out. It's been so cool to just see. Um, I was talking to Pastor Ashley, and the first Sunday here, I... Um, so I come from like a bigger church, so everything is just like very in order and everything like that. But I love how we can come here and just gather as believers and it doesn't have to be this perfect service or anything like that. And we can still encounter God just the same. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter. So I'm just so thankful for Pastor Ashley and you guys to have the opportunity to just come out here, hang out, get to be a part of your guys' vision and the ministry that you guys are doing here. Like I'm so blessed and honored to be a part of that but um yeah so I'm from Dayton Ohio and yeah this is my first time in Maryland and I'm just very thankful to be here so yeah just thank you and if you don't mind I'm going to pray before I start the message and just ask the Lord to help me within it so Lord I just thank you for today I thank you for everybody that's here I thank you for um just letting us have this place to just gather and to worship you and to encounter your presence and Holy Spirit, I ask that you just speak through me, that I'm just a vessel for you, God, that um, you give us hearts to receive, ears to listen, and uh, that our hearts are pointed towards you, Lord, and I'm so thankful for today, I'm so thankful for what hopefully we're going to get out of this, and I just turn the service over to you, Lord. We love you, we honor you, we praise you forever. Amen. Um, So I was joking with the guys whenever I was writing this sermon, and I was like, I feel like we need to stay here for for three more weeks. so much to do, so much to talk about, preach about, there's so much, but um, uh, I would title my message, The Importance of Discipleship. So um, I just want to start out with uh, John chapter 15, verses 7 through 10, and it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you will bear much fruit and also prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So, I guess I just want to talk about that because he says that you will bear much fruit and you will prove to be my disciples. And we are made to be disciples of Christ. You know, we're not... um, just here to kind of do our own thing, but discipleship is very important to me because that's kind of how I met Christ. That's how um, I had the opportunity to encounter God. I uh, I didn't necessarily grow up in church or anything like that. I've only known the Lord for about three years or so, but uh, I met my young adults director and then my internship director actually back home, and he just was willing to take a risk with me, I guess, to say, I didn't really care about the church world or anything like that, but he was like, hey, come hang out with me. Like, I, I, I want to show you who God is. Well, that wasn't necessarily how he started off, because I probably wouldn't have hung out with him at first. But um, yeah, he just took a took time. He just started to work with me and just showing me the love of Christ through continuously meeting with me and just being there for me. You know, that's the, I feel like the seeds that are planted when when we are yeah. there for people is so important, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's just we have the opportunity whenever we can disciple others or when we can let God disciple us, right. that we can do a work that's so much bigger than just us. Yes. Yeah. But um, 
with that, I'm going to move into my first point of today, and that's the call to be a disciple of Jesus. Us, as Christians, we are called to be a disciple. So, with that, the Bible actually says the word disciple over 250 times, but it says the word Christian only three times. So, I feel like we, we easily like to say, oh, I'm a Christian, but how often do we say, I'm a disciple yeah, of Christ, you know? I'm a true follower, I, I, I live by his teachings, I live by his word. You know, Christian is so easily to, to just be like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Everybody will say that sometimes. But um, I think that the reason why Jesus used the word disciple is because it's more than a Christian word. You know, you can be a disciple of anything. Uh, whenever I was writing about this, I don't know why it popped into my head, but I was thinking of when I was younger and um, all my friends and I, we started our own YouTube channel and we wanted to be just like the WWE, you know, the wrestlers and everything. So we'd go out there, we'd jump off the tables, jump off the ladders. We were doing all these things and we basically we wanted to be disciples of the WWE, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to follow their teachings. We wanted to do what they do. But so we can be disciples of anything, you know? So I just want to hit on that. I feel like that's why Jesus used, used the word disciple yeah. is because we can be a disciple of anything. So we have to make that decision of what are we going to be a disciple of. Yeah. And um, the Greek term for disciple in the New Testament is actually matasich which means more than just student or learner. A disciple is a follower, someone who adheres completely to the teachings of another, making them the, uh, making that their rule of life or how they're gonna walk in the manner of their life. Um, so what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus? I would say easy, we could just look at the 12 disciples. I mean, that would be the easiest way to explain it. You could read, blah, blah, blah. But I want to simplify it. I love simple things. I hate, if you can give me a task this whole week, I was like, Pastor Ashley, what can I do to help? Just don't make it long. Just what can I do? I'll do one thing at a time. So I love simplifying things. So to make it simple, I would say, number one, be like Jesus. So that's just walking in love, walking in honor, just showing people the respect that Jesus would. And then number two is be with Jesus. So that's prayer time. That's Maybe that's fasting, um, worship, whether it's in your car, whether it's doing laundry or something like that. Listen to some worship music or just pray within that. And then number three is do what Jesus did. And that's kind of what I said again of just walking in honor, being intentional with people. You know, um, you can plant a seed any time of the day just by talking to someone. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be this big, long 30-minute conversation of who Jesus is, how he died on the cross for you, John 3, 16, get all that stuff in there. But it could just be showing them love, like just being with them, just taking time and being like, hey, I, I appreciate, I seen you help somebody across the street earlier, I seen you pick something up, and just showing them that love and, you know, like, man, there's something different about that person. But it's the love of Christ that's within us. Um, so I, I would love to break each of those down further. But instead, I'm just going to hit my second point, which is actually, well, basically my second point is breaking those down further, I guess I should have said. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, so three, I think it's basically I took the word habits and then I made it an acronym into ways that we can follow God or to be a disciple of Christ within the word habits. But um, within the word habits, I also wanted to say, you know, it takes 21 days to build a habit. 
that's it. So we've been here for 10, and I feel like that's flown by. So you do that twice over, you know, yeah. and then I can basically build a habit within that. So it's just so cool that so quickly we can build a habit. And it's just like basically being intentional about what we make a habit because we're all creatures of habits. I know I kind of hit on that with the guys. I told them I wanted to keep flopping seats in the car when we were going places because I don't want to be a creature of habit. I want to get out of that. So, um, yeah, we are all so easily creatures of habit. You know, whenever I wake up, I do the same thing. I finally, I broke it when I was at home. I slept with my phone outside of my room, so I couldn't wake up. I couldn't get on my phone automatically. Yeah. It's harder at college because I can't just leave my phone in the hallway. But um, definitely something I'm trying to break off of again. But, you know, you wake up, you're like, oh, this is going on today. What's this? What is that? Or maybe it's we go, we get the newspaper or we turn on the news. That's the first thing we do in the morning. We're building a habit of that. And I was going to say, I know I have some weird habits as well. Like, I don't even know what it is. Every time I get in my car, I always make sure the windows are cracked a certain way and I start at a certain way. But I know you guys have those weird habits too. We don't, we don't have to talk about it. But, um, so, I just want to break down each point. So, H. And what I came up with for that was have time with God. And, uh, Matthew chapter 6 verses 6 through 8 it says when you pray go to your room and close the door pray privately to your father who is with you your father sees what you do in private he will reward you when you pray don't ramble like heathens who think they'll be heard if they talk a lot don't be like them your father knows what you need before you ask him so with that like having time with God that is just like I said, having worship time, being intentional, having prayer time. And I, uh, I remember I did a sermon a while ago, and Max Lucado, he's a pastor from Texas, he said that uh, basically he's so glad, and I can, I can agree with him on this, that it's not the big long prayers that is what really matters, but what matters is who we're praying to. Yeah. God is the one that can change the situation, you know? It doesn't have to be this big, long poem and then all this. It can just be, God, I need you. God, I need you here. God, help me with this. That's all it has to be. It doesn't, uh, I don't know. Actually, a funny thing that just popped in my head with that, Dr. Dreyer, back home at the school, he says, you know, the closer you are to heaven, the shorter your prayers can be. So every time we start class, he goes, thank you, Jesus. That's how we start class every day. I love it. I love it. But yeah, just, just be intentional. Have time with God. That's what I did for H. And then with A, I said accountability with another believer. Because it's so easy to, you know, if you're on your own, you can do whatever you want. You know, who cares what you're doing? You're responsible for you. But um, actually, that reminds me of the story in the book of Joshua. All right. I'm going to try and pronounce his name. I can't ever... I don't know. So it's basically the story of Israel. And then his name is Achan, I believe is how you pronounce it. But um, Achan, maybe. Um, but basically he went, um, uh, what's his name? Joshua was leading Israel. Moses had died. Joshua was, was leading Israel after that. And um, they were basically, they were easily winning wars. It was easy for them. And then Achan had went in and he had stole a couple things from the Lord's reward or whatever you want to call it, the sacrifices that they left for him. And then because of that, 
the whole, all of Israel suffered because of that, because of one man. And then if you look in the Bible, whenever he talks, whenever the Lord goes and he uh, talks to Israel, it's to all of Israel. It's not just Achan himself. So that's why we need to have accountability with one another as a church body, because it might might only seem like, oh, well, I'm the only one doing this, or it's just going to cause me, but it can truly affect all of us as believers in Christ. You know, if one of us aren't walking in love or just showing everybody the love of Christ, then some people are going to be just kind of, oh, I don't know if I want to be a Christian. They're always grouchy. You know, they're always yelling at me or this and that. Yeah. They're never happy. So we just need to call one another higher. And with that, um, Proverbs 27, verse 17 says, Iron sharpens iron, yes. and one man sharpens another. Yes. So that's just calling each other higher. And uh, I would say definitely try and get someone farther along in your walk, in the in like their walk with Christ and you. Because I know if I was with somebody beside me, we would just be like, oh, what do you want to do? I, I don't know what to do. So if you get somebody more mature and further along than you, they can really guide you and teach you how to follow Christ. And then moving on to my next point for B, H-A-B, is Bible memorization. Personally, I feel like that's a very important thing because whenever we have the opportunity to maybe evangelize with somebody, they're, um, they're like, oh, well, can you break this verse down? Or maybe there's a verse that pops into your head that you feel like you need to share with somebody. Um, whenever we have that memorized and we have it in our spirit, we have it in our heart, in our mind, we don't have to, whoa, whoa, wait, hold that, hold that thought for a second. Let me, let me grab my Bible real quick or anything like that. But we can have that. And within that, there's some practical ways that I've found that was easier for me to um, memorize scripture. So there's actually an app on your phone you can do. It's called Verses. You can go on there and it's just each day there's little challenges that you can do to memorize scripture. But one that I love is I challenge my friends. I love a challenge. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, I bet, I bet I can memorize this verse before you can. So I love just inviting others to do it because then you're also helping them out. You know, yeah. kind of what, what we said about in Proverbs, we're building one another. We're sharpening each other. We're, we're helping each other. We're encouraging each other. And then um, Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So that's just kind of what, what it says is just walking in wisdom. When we have the word of God within us, that is wisdom. And now uh, to move on to my next point, I, which is involvement within the church body which is what we've seen this past week. Yeah. And it's been such a blessing, like I said, to be a part of. It's so cool to just see your guys' vision, what you're going after. Just, I don't know, it's just so cool. I feel like I can already see things happening, like God's moving already to see. Yeah. Um, Ethan and I were talking yesterday. It was so cool to have the opportunity to be a greeter because, honestly, um, people come in and they, they kind of seem down, they seem sad. But then you see them leave and you just, they experience the love of Christ. It's not necessarily through sharing the gospel, but it's a seed planted. We have the opportunity to show them the love of Christ by meeting their physical needs in this point. So it was just so cool. You'd see them, they're all waving, bye, thank you so much. Like It was such a blessing to have that opportunity to be right there and just to see them come in all sad and then go out so happy just experiencing the love of God. Um, 
And then Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So with that, I would say that basically what we are here for is we're here to help out the church. We're here to be involved. And um, I would say just I encourage you. One thing that helped me a lot in my walk with Christ was I just, I did the internship at my church, but even before that, I was just a stickler. I was in all my pastor's ears. I was like, hey, what can I do? How can I help? You know, are, are we doing an outreach event this Sunday? What's what's going on? Like, it's just so essential to be a part of a church, to really be involved in one another's lives, because that's kind of what I said, or what the Bible says earlier in Proverbs, iron sharpens iron. When we are in close relationship, we can call one another higher. We can continue to just pursue after God like we never could by ourselves. And then I actually had a little story within that. It was so cool how whenever I took that opportunity and I was just like, hey, Pastor Justin, this is back home. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? It started off, I was just walking around, you know, all the little screws on the pews, I'd walk around, except for with us, we had railings going into the place. All right, go tighten those screws, go do that, you know, and then maybe it was cleaning the floorboards or something like that, but then eventually through just continuing to serve and serve and serve, I had the opportunity to where I got to go talk to the football, the local football team uh, around where I'm from, and I got to just give them a word of encouragement, uh, share the gospel with them a little bit, and then send them off to their game and everything. So it's just so cool when we are willing to lay ourselves down, lay our pride down, what God can do with us within that. And then the next thing I wanted to hit on is T, which is tithing commitment. Ooh, that's a big one. (laughs) That one can get iffy sometimes, I know that. But um, I don't know, it's so important because... The way I look at it, which, um, I don't know, the Lord just was really working on my heart whenever, like, probably the first year after I had gotten saved, and just kind of made me realize everything is God's, you know? We're just stewards of it. So it's like, whenever I get paid, um, I have the opportunity to worship God even more through my tithes and offerings, and it's, you know, we get $100, you give $10, or if you feel that, give more. But it's just so important because, you know, we're just stewards of it. Without God, we can't do anything with that money. It's just a waste of time. Like, you're wasting your time at work if you're not going to worship the Lord with it. Yes. And um, um, Proverbs 3, nine says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bur- bursting with wine. And within that, why that scripture stuck out so much to me is because I've experienced that. You know, you start to live in that, oh, I'm make sure you get paid. I'm giving that 10%. I've seen that with my own life. This past year, I started faithfully tithing. It wasn't a restriction. I was like, God, I'm just going to pray it. Every single time there's an offering, I'm just going to pray. If you put it on my heart, I'm going to give it to you. And I've seen so many blessings within that myself. Um, With that, I remember one of my prayers at the beginning of the year was, Lord, let me see more of your creation. Let me see the world. And within that, he's blessed me with the opportunity to see more of the world Mm -hmm. through just truly sacrificing. You know, you think if I'm going to go travel, I need money. (laughs) You know, how how am I going to travel without that? But the Lord still provided, even if I give $100, 
somehow one day a hundred dollars might come back yes. to me. You know, so it's like if if he can trust you with little, he can trust you with much. Yeah. So if if I get ten dollars, I'm gonna give ten dollars to him. I don't really care. And with that also another reason that is so important with that to me is for even coming to school. Um, I basically was like, I found out, I was praying, Lord was like, hey, you're supposed to go to school. And I'm like, well, I'm broke, dude. <laughs> like, how, how am I supposed to go to school? You're gonna have to provide a way for me. And um, with that, the Lord blessed me with the opportunity to work at a local college. And um, I got hired on to uh, paint the dorms for them. And with that, within, it was basically, I had like a month to make enough money to pay for my first semester of college. And within three days, I made three thousand wow. dollars in order to pay for wow. college. So that's just like, yeah, the Lord, the Lord just showed up so easily. I was like, I remember it was like a week later. I was like, Lord, how do you how do you want me to do this? And then literally a week later, I worked for three days and I made three thousand dollars. So just praise God within yeah. that. Like that's just how it showed up to me. And um, my next point, my last point within habits is S study scripture. Once again, kind of like memorizing, but just studying within that because the Word of God is alive. It can live within yes. you. And if you if you take the opportunity to just devote your morning time, that's something that I've learned that works really well for me is I love waking up. I, I have the opportunity to unlock the school back home, so I wake up, unlock the doors. Oh, sorry, I went a little Ohio on you guys right there. got the accent coming out. But um, I unlock the doors, and then... Um, after that, I get into the Word. I take that intentional time with God because I know everybody else is asleep, so I can get to, I get to be in that secret place. I get to seek the Lord's face. And just I know it's just me and Him, and I'm so thankful for those times. And 2 Timothy um, 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the Word of truth. And if we develop the habits of studying scripture, whether it's in the morning or whether it's in the night, or maybe it's both, uh, waking up in the morning early and then spending time later in the night, that kind of what I said earlier, the word can live within you and we can walk by the word. And that's something I've just seen in my life. There's random verses that I'm like, why do, why do you even remember that? Like, I don't know, Colossians 3.23 is do all your work as if it is holy unto the Lord. It's just like, why do I remember that? But I mean... It's just being in the Word and being intentional with it. It's just going to live within you. And um, I just want to encourage you guys within those as well. Uh, don't, like, start where you want to be, but start where you're at. Because I know I tried whenever I first was kind of pursuing the Lord, and I heard people talking. They're like, yeah, I spend two hours in the morning praying, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do that? And then I tried it, and I was like, this is not sustainable. I fall asleep for an hour and 45 minutes, wake up, read one verse, and that's it. So it's like I, I just had to find out where I needed to start. So that was starting five minutes, being intentional with that one verse, and then moving forward to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just building up those uh, increments, I guess I should say. And... As again, I, I want to encourage you guys that as we grow in our relationship with Christ, to encourage one another as a body to be in Scripture. And um, point number three for today is I want to say that we are called to disciple others. So it's not only us as a church to be disciples of Christ, but we are called to disciple others. 
And Matthew 28, chapter 28, verse 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that's called the Great Commission. And that's uh, basically Jesus had went on the cross, he had came back, risen from the grave, and then he had met with his disciples one last time. And this was his commandment. This is what he left us with as the church, the Great Commission. We are to go therefore and make disciples. Once again, that's the word disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, I don't know, I just encourage you that discipleship can be anyone as well. You know, I feel like something for me, it's so easy for to be like, well, I mean, they can't be older than me. You know, they, they, they got to be younger than me. But it can literally be anyone. It doesn't yeah. matter. They can be older than you and have no idea who God is. Right. Take that opportunity. Step out in faith and just share God with them and who he is. But my fourth point of my message is I just want to give, once again, practical, easy keys to discipling people. And number one, I said, build a relationship with them. You know, if you aren't intentional in showing them that you're there for them or taking them out or just spending time with them, I guess I should say, if you're not building that relationship or building that, that spot where you can speak into their life, they're not going to listen to anything you, you have to say. I've realized that with some younger kids that I've tried to disciple, if I'm not intentional and with them, meeting them past a Wednesday night whenever I have the opportunity to teach them or hang out with them. They're not going to care for anything I have to say. So I just encourage to build a relationship with them, going to coffee, food, just hanging out. And then number two and number three kind of go hand in hand, but it's being consistent in their lives. That's something that I realized for me was growing up. Things were just kind of crazy, but like at home, there wasn't really a consistent um, but then whenever my friend Will that I was talking about, he was consistently there for me. He, I knew I could lean on him. And um, that consistency is what kind of showed me the love of Christ. So it's like when you're consistent, you'll, people will let you speak into their lives as yeah. well. And then number three is realize people will mess up. <laughs> that was one that's like, it's so easy for us as believers. I know once I started uh, becoming or following Christ, I guess I should say. You know, you look at others and you're like, why are they still sinning? But it's, they don't know any better, you know? We can't hold non-Christians to a standard that Christians are held to because we know God. We know what Jesus did on the cross for us. But if you don't know who Jesus is, right. that's kind of irrelevant to you. You don't, right. you don't know what is, what's good and what's bad. We're still living in the world. So those two, I'd say, go hand in hand, but just realizing and being there for them, still loving them through those mess ups, because that's something, there's plenty of times, uh, once again, well, just a huge help in my walk. I'm calling him, bawling my eyes, and I'm like, dude, I'm messed up, I don't know what to do. But he was there for me. He's like, I realize you're gonna mess up. You're not perfect. You've been following Christ for six months or so at this point, like just being there and being consistent and realize they will mess up. And fourth, I wanted to say lead and teach by example. Because if we're not being an example, we're just telling them what to do, but we won't do it ourselves, then what's the point of it? You know, who's going to listen? Um, and within that, I just wanted to say show them how to study the Bible. Um, yes. Show them how to pray. Show them a Christian lifestyle, what that looks like. Because I know if it wasn't for people within my walk, the pastors at my church, um, if they wouldn't sit down with me and be like, 
well, this is how I study the Bible, and then sending me resources right. that can help me study the Bible. I wouldn't know anything. I mean, not that I do know anything. I, I know I still don't know anything, but I didn't know even the tiniest bit about the Bible if it wasn't for them sitting down with me, being intentional, taking that time to truly make me a disciple of Christ, and then showing others how to pray. Um, I know Will usually, whenever we first got together, like the th first three or four times, he would always pray. He'd never let me pray. So it's, I feel like it was, he was just kind of showing me how to pray, showing me an example. Because whenever, I know whenever I first met Christ, I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Thank you, God. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to pray. But by him giving an example, then he would give me the opportunity to pray. And then I truly knew what it was like to seek the Lord's face and truly want and just have that passion of wanting to know who God is for myself. And then showing them a Christian lifestyle, like I said kind of earlier, if we are just living and we're kind of grouchy or mad about this, mad about that, um, that people aren't going to want to live that way, you know? And something that is just so important to me is I get it, like, I know there's always a debate, Republican, Democrat, all that, but Jesus didn't have a political party, you know? He just loved everybody. Yeah. And that's, that's what's important to me. Because, I don't know, I've been, I've heard so many debates and stuff like that, but, man, Jesus, I don't know, he just, he just walked with love. It doesn't really yeah. matter. And I know I'm all for voting and everything. I think we're called to vote. I think that's what we have. But we just have to walk in love, no matter who it is we're voting for. And then with that, I just kind of want to close and to summarize. Uh, number one was be a disciple of Christ ourselves. And then number two was make disciples for Christ. And then uh, how to be a disciple. To answer that question, it was number one, have time with God. This is the habits acronym. Have time with God. Accountability with another believer. And then, and then Bible memorization. Involvement within the church body. And then T, tithing commitment. And then S, study scripture. And then how to make disciples. And then that was the keys that I just shared with you as well. Was number one, build a relationship with them. Number two, be consistent. Three, realize they will mess up. And then fourth and last, will lead and teach by example. But I just encourage and challenge you guys to maybe find a person to disciple. You know, it's so easy to tell. I've seen in my own, my own walk and everything. And it's so easy to just be like, well, it's my salvation that I'm worried about. But we have the opportunity to take others to eternity with us by sharing the gospel with them, showing them who God is. So I just encourage you guys to just find that person. Maybe it's a grandchild, maybe it's a friend that you have at work, or um, just anybody that maybe pray about it and be like, Lord, who it is that, that you want me to take that time with? and make them a disciple of you. But I would also encourage, make sure we're a disciple of ourselves. Make sure we're in the Word. Make sure we're studying. We're walking in love, in honor, and just following God. And um, I just want to take the opportunity to pray over you guys as a church body. Um, so if you don't mind, just bow your heads and close your eyes. And Lord, I just thank you for everybody here, Lord. I just thank you for this opportunity to 
come spend 10 days and do ministry with such great people, Lord. I'm so thankful for the call that you have here on this church, Lord. I thank you for the mission statement. I thank you that you are planting those seeds slowly but surely, Lord. I thank you. And we receive that you will come into this place, Lord, every single time we gather, Father, that your presence will be here, God. And I thank you once again for those seeds planted that we might not have seen them back today, but Lord, it's truly stirring something within them, Father. And I thank you for the harvest of souls that will come from that, Lord, that we will get to see you over and over and over again, that we'll get to see your goodness and your mercy show up every single time, Father. And, uh, I just, I just praise you, God. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Thank you once again for everybody here, Lord. I ask that you just continue to dwell within us. That your Holy Spirit will continue to lead us, guide us, and teach us. Lord, we just truly, every single day, we give all expectations to you, Father. I'm so thankful, so, so thankful for you, Lord. We love you, we honor you, and we praise you forever. And then as we finish up, I just want to say, if there's anything that you guys need prayer for, or anything like that, I am more than happy for you guys to come forward or just meet me after service, and I would be more than happy to pray with you. And then uh, maybe if this is one of your guys' first time in church or anything like that, and you feel like maybe I do need to let this God guy into my life and really know who he is, I would be more than happy to pray with you for that as well. But truly, I just ask, if you need prayer for anything, come forward or just meet me after service, anything like that. And just thank you guys so much for coming out today. I love you guys. It's been so cool to have this opportunity to hang out with you. We're so thankful for our team that was with us uh, for the past 10 days. Thankful uh, for the word this morning, Eli. Jesus has called us not only to be disciples, but to make disciples. And I was sharing with the guys earlier this week, Jesus didn't tell us to fill the church. He didn't tell us to fill the pews. He said, go. He said, go make disciples of all nations. He said, go. And what? Compel people to what? Come in. Because it's the Lord that builds the church. The day that Peter was preaching, 3,000 people gave their hearts to the Lord. But what does scripture say? That the Lord added daily to the church those who were being saved. So we have a commission, not an option. We have a command that we need to obey as followers of Jesus to go and to make disciples. So Eli, thank you for that word. We want to pray over our team today uh, before they head back. So Eli, if you want to run down and get the other guys, I know they're busy downstairs. Uh, we just want to pray over them, pray God's blessing upon them, pray that their hearts and their minds stay tender as they're studying uh, in, in the Word and just preparing for the ministry that God has called them to. We want to pray God's blessing and His favor. We also want to pray His protection as they prepare to travel tomorrow. they got a long drive ahead of them. So we're going to make sure they get in bed early tonight. Make sure they got a full stomach and they're going to get ready to get on the road early tomorrow. 
And so I'm going to ask you, uh, as they're making their way back upstairs today, if you feel comfortable coming forward and laying hands on them and praying, I want to ask you to make your way up here. And if you want to stay at your seat and just stretch out your hands, you can do that as well. Uh, but we just want to surround them and cover them in prayer today and just believe that God has great things ahead for them. We're excited and blessed uh, with how they've blessed us this week. And so we just want to be a blessing to them. And if you'd like to give toward that ministry, if you'd like to see some other teams uh, come down, there are teams coming in the spring as well as the fall. So if that's something you'd like to see, again, I want to encourage you to give uh, on your way out today. Just make a little note that it's for the Bible College and we'll make sure that we get that to them before they head back. So we're going to pray over these guys today. Just believe God's blessing and His favor upon them. Lord, we thank you so much today. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. Lord, I thank you that your gifts and your calling are upon these three gentlemen. Lord, we thank you for the calling that you place within them. And so, God, I pray that you would stir up the gifts that you have given to them. Lord, I pray that you would begin giving them boldness to continue walking in that calling. Father, that your anointing would be upon them as they continue to pursue what it is that you called them to do. Lord, we know that you will equip them and empower them to do what it is that you have placed before them. And so, God, we pray your blessing. We pray your favor. Lord, we pray your protection over them tomorrow as they travel. Lord, that you keep them alert, that your angels would stand guard around them as they drive. Father, we pray that you bring them back safely. Lord, I pray that you would give them the rest that they so desperately need. We thank you for their labor of love this week. We thank you for the seeds that were planted, the hearts that were ministered to because of them being your hands and your feet. And so, Lord, we thank you for it. Father, we pray over them a special blessing for any needs that they may have today. Lord, you are able and you provide every need that they have according to your riches and glory. God, I pray over their finances, over their school bills, over their tuition. Lord, if there's any outstanding there, you are able to meet it above and beyond what is needed. And so we just believe you for that today. Lord, I pray as they prepare to end this semester in just a few short months, that Lord, they finish well, that they would finish strong, that you give them the endurance that they need. Lord, that they would be accountable to one another, as Eli was talking about today, that they would hold each other up in prayer, encourage each other in your word. Lord, we thank you so much for them. I pray your hedge of protection be about them tomorrow. Lord, we love you. We give you all the praise, the honor, and glory. Go before them now, we pray, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, guys, we love you. We wanted to keep you. We wanted to keep you, but it just didn't get any able to have it. But be blessed. Friends, we love you. Have a wonderful Sunday, and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to Victor Christian Center's audio podcast. We look forward to connecting with you on our social media or at FCCFMD.com.